G'day and welcome back to the ATAR Notes Podcast. I'm here today with Julia and we're continuing our sequence with Shoot Smart Shooters and speaking about their high school and university degree. So hello Julia and welcome to the podcast. Hi, um, I'm Julia. Um, I'm first year uni studying science and engineering at Monash. Uh, in BCE I studied geography, further maths, English, maths methods, physics and chemistry. To kick us off, what was year 12 like for you in general? Do you enjoy it? Do you find it tricky? Um, what's kind of your perspective on that? Um, year 12 was probably one of my favourite years of high school just because uh, I was doing four subjects so it was not the most intense. Uh, it was actually mostly relaxing for the most part until it got to like term three. Um, but yeah, I got really involved with like school community so that was really enjoyable. Was it like volunteering? Um, I was part of the student representative council so we like planned a lot of events for the school like uh, multicultural week or like ooh, uh, uh, free dress days and sort of like mm-hmm. that sort of stuff and I was uh, the environmental captain at the school as well so we tried to make our school more sustainable and stuff like that. Yeah cool so, so do you think getting involved in the school community that way kind of enhanced your year 12 experience because I know that a lot of students kind of go through and then regret not getting more involved. Um, I think it was really good it was like a really good opportunity throughout year 12 to de-stress for a bit and like not think about year 12 and it was like a productive way to do that Mm -hmm. so I found that it was benefiting me and the school if that makes sense yeah absolutely um yeah I think from, from my experience as well I kind of got into the kind of leadership roles in year 12 and honestly I kind of hadn't before that point and I did feel a lot more connected to the school. Um, so yeah, so I think it definitely is a good opportunity to pursue for those listening who are maybe in, in younger years. Um, speaking of regrets, do you think you had any regrets um, for maybe things you did do or maybe things you didn't do through year 12? I reckon I probably should have started practice exams a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to a point where I was doing three practice exams a day. Right. That was not very sustainable. What time of year did you start practice exams? Uh, probably around the end of term three. Okay. Which and, is not too bad. And then in hindsight, when would have you started? Probably around the middle of the year, so like start of term three, like just looking at practice exam questions, not rather, rather than just like doing like a practice exam because you haven't like finished all the content, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. But just like exposing myself to sort of the questions. Yeah, right. involved. And, and what do you think that would have done if you like, why do you think that would have been more beneficial to start early? Kind of. So you're not cramming everything towards the end and trying to get everything done and then like just freaking out about it because that's not the way you want to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I guess aside from that advice to start practice exams as early as possible, um, do you have any kind of study advice for those in year 12 or maybe those in year 11? in terms of exam preparation or things that they could do or, or implement um, before the end of the year at all? Oh, actually, I probably wish I'd start started revising like throughout the year as well rather yep. than just trying to like force everything in my brain at the end of term three, like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess like reviewing unit three as you're doing unit four is also really good or like having planned regular revision 
times throughout the year where you just read your notes or like do a few questions just to jog your memory? Yep, cool. Um, so those kind of summaries are like consistent revision. Is that mostly how you study through the year or did you try to kind of mix it up a bit? Um, for me, that sort of stuff is really tedious. So it really depended on the subject. Uh, stuff like geography or like chemistry, which were a bit more content heavy for me, uh, I tried to make more summary sort of notes. Whereas for physics and methods, like there weren't that many notes. So I probably had like a summary page of like what I'd learned, but most of what I did for physics and methods was just practice questions. Cool. Um, so some of your subjects you did particularly well, as in like topping the state well. Um, so for those in New South Wales, that would be like state ranking. Um, do you think that you did things differently to other students or do you think you just did the basics kind of more consistently? I think where I might have differed is just trying really hard to understand each like concept in the course and like each point in the study design or just like whenever someone had like a Thing that they were struggling with I'd try to like explain it to them in my own words and like by like trying to help other people and like trying to teach them a little bit it kind of like reinforced my knowledge and it forced me to try to explain things concisely so I could replicate that in my exam. Nice um, so you now study engineering science do you also use that study technique for your degrees? Uh, at the moment I haven't I don't really have many people to like talk to my course about, yeah. um, except for like in tutorials or like lectures. So that's probably the only opportunity I really get. Um, but yeah, mostly like doing the practice questions and making summary notes has really helped throughout studying my degree. You're listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. Um, so how did you actually settle on engineering science? Is that something you always wanted to do? through high school or did you kind of toss up a few options? Um, it actually varied a lot throughout high school. I think in year 10, I was mainly looking towards health sciences or like speech pathology or something like that. Um, but then throughout year 11 and 12, I started like tossing up between that and environmental science because I'd like studied geography and I thought, oh, that was really cool subject. Maybe I'll go into that. Mm -hmm. um, engineering was sort of like a last minute add-on throughout year 12. <laughs> um, I was like, I like physics and I think I like maths, so this could be fun and now I really enjoy it. Yeah, awesome. Um, did, did open days or anything like that have an influence or was it more just kind of gut feeling like you're saying? Actually, yeah, open days really helped because uh, I got to like talk to people who were doing that sort of course and they could explain to me what was actually involved in things like engineering and environmental science. Um, it also really helped me choose my uni, which was really nice. Okay, cool. Um, so, so what things did you kind of consider at that open day or, or at those open days? Or, or how did your university kind of come to be? Um, I want to say the vibe, but mm. that, that sounds a bit dodgy. Yeah, I think vibe is absolutely something not to discount. Um, in fact, I think kind of as soon as you walk onto a campus, if you love it or if you hate it, then more often than not, from my experience, that's actually a pretty good kind of indication of whether it's going to be right for you or not. Um, do you remember through year 12 what you thought university would be like? And then with that knowledge, how have you found now your first semester of uni? Obviously, a lot of students at the moment are in the position where uni is kind of coming up and it can be a pretty you know, scary or, or daunting thought. 
do you have any kind of perspectives on that? Um, I guess in in high school, I thought it was gonna be like I don't know. I don't think I had that many expectations going into uni, other than that it was just gonna be really hard. Mm -hmm. um, uh, now I see that it's just very fast paced. So like, if you can practice in year twelve, not falling behind, that's gonna really help in uni because you like got to be on top with that time management because once you fall behind it's just I don't think anyone wants to go there <laughs> um I also thought that uni was going to be like a lot more independent but I find that it's not really as long as you can find a place where you can ask for help you can get you can actually get a lot of that help Okay, so, uh, so do you mean independent in terms of like the classes and kind of getting that academic help, or do you mean more socially? I guess it applies both, but I was thinking more academically because mm -hmm. like your lectures aren't as accessible as like your teachers in high school, mm -hmm. but there's usually like help sessions during like lunch times or so, that sort of thing yeah. where you can like go find a tutor or uh, the lecturer if you need more help. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's kind of comforting for a lot of students, kind of being thrown into uni and thinking, oh, am I going to be all on my own? And, <laughs> you know, kind of how bad is it going to be? Um, yeah, cool. Do, do you have anything that you've learned from your first semester or your first kind of little time at, at uni that you wish that you knew at the start of your degree or maybe things that you changed in hindsight at all? Um probably once again revising throughout the semester <laughs> making my notes clearly learned well from high school <laughs> you know what new semester new me i'm doing that now <laughs> um yeah uh, like for for uni in particular i think lots of people try to cram right at the end yeah and it's just never a fun time yeah because you have like spot back or stew back um kind of like a one week gloriously horrible period but <laughs> everybody just tries to catch up and if if you can avoid having to cram in that period you're really kind of setting yourself up to doing well yeah um for you how much of university is practical so doing engineering and science how much of it is just like learning theories and how much of it is spent say in labs or like doing other things uh last semester i think i had 23 contact hours which included like tutorials labs and lectures and nine of those were spent in laboratories, so mm -hmm. like doing chemical experiments or like doing more hands-on work. Uh, there were also like support classes, which probably made up maybe like four hours or something like that, mm -hmm. um, which was also just like answering questions or like getting help from tutors if you needed it. Um, there is a decent amount of theory in my degree, but most of it is like learn this concept and then apply it to a situation later down the road. Right. So you mentioned contact hours there. Could you just explain briefly what a contact hour is for those listening? Pretty much um, time that you have to spend like with a lecturer or like a tu tutor at uni. Uh, I mean, lectures you could like do online if you really wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I do try to go just because I feel like I absorb more. Yes. Cool. So, yeah, so contact hours, not necessarily all the time that you will spend in your degree studying, but those, like, formal hours where technically you probably should be on campus. Should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, so when do you get to 
specialize? So like, have you chosen your majors already? Is that something that you have to do right at the start of your degree or does that kind of come down the track a little bit? Yeah, so first year, it was mainly choosing whatever like subjects you thought you could go into. So like exploring your options sort of. Um, because I'm doing a double degree, it's like a little bit more limited with what I can do. But I probably start specializing in engineering in my second year, second semester, and for science in my second year, first semester. Beautiful. Uh, so you mentioned there that you're doing a double degree. Could you explain kind of what that involves or maybe what prompted you to do a double degree or maybe even some of the benefits of just anything about the kind of concept of doing a double degree? Um, I don't, everyone says a double degree is like a lot harder, but I feel like maybe it's not that bad as it's not as bad as everyone says like it is a little bit more work because you don't get any like bludge subjects or like bludge in inverted commas um but if you can commit to it it's like not too bad um i mainly did it because i couldn't choose between science and engineering yeah <laughs> once again engineering was like a last minute throw add-on mm -hmm. um but if you're doing like subjects you enjoy it's not too bad because you you're actually in class and you're like, ah, oh, this content is so interesting. I'm going to engage with it. Yeah. Cool. So on a day-to-day -day basis with that double degree, what's a typical day for you? Like how many days are you at uni, for example? How long are you there per day? Um, just kind of day-to-day -day stuff. Do you have any details for us? Um, so I'm in five days a week. Not a good start. Mm -hmm. Um. I think two of those are half days and the other three are full days, which are like from about nine or 10 to about four or five. Um, not many breaks in between, lots of 2 p.m. lunches. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's mainly because I force myself to go to all my lectures and because um, I'm doing a lot of single stream subjects, so like subjects where there's only one option for lectures and like labs or tutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really get much choice with my timetabling, yep. so it just kind of ended up that way. Right. Um, is that the same for you last semester or like this coming semester? Do you have your timetable yet? Uh, last semester, it was a little bit worse. I think I had full days every day. Right. Um, just because I had a lot of gaps between lectures and labs and things. Um, not sure about next semester, but... Hopefully I'll get lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. this kind of goes to show how big an impact your degree has because for me, for example, the longest I was ever on campus for any given week was probably two or three days. Oh, so um, yeah, so it definitely shows kind of how much variety you have from degree to degree. Cool. Um, so almost finished here. What's your, what's your plan for after uni? Do you plan to pursue science, maybe engineering or neither? Um, I honestly have... No clue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I know I'm doing something that I enjoy, so hopefully that will lead me somewhere after all the internships and whatnot. Um, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. <laughs> um, so those internships you mentioned, are they like a structured part of your course? Is that a compulsory thing that you have to do? Uh, um, so for, for engineering, it's not so much for science, but for engineering we have these things called CPD, which is Continuous Professional Development. Mm -hmm. 
and we have to like collect a certain number of hours like for driving you have to collect 120 hours yes um i have to collect 420 hours of developing soft skills so like communication and um information technology and stuff like that okay and that would tie in with the uh internships and things like that cool um and just finally before we finish up i asked kashiro this on the last episode do ATARs matter at university? Do you speak about them all the time or do you never speak about them at all? What's your perspective on that? Pretty much no one talks about our ATAR. Um, it's so irrelevant. No one actually cares. Everyone's just focused on uni and they just want to do well or pass or whatever they want. Um, yeah, ATAR, once you get into your course, it's like, who cares? And even then, if you didn't get into your course, it's like, well, I have so many pathways to get into your dream course if you try really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Julia, for your time. That wraps it up for today's episode. If you want more information on either science or engineering courses, in the course notes, we'll drop some links to kind of more resources for those subjects. But otherwise, thank you so much, Julia. Thanks for listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. For more free resources, hit up atarnotes.com.